Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. We're chatting with Sherry Harney this morning. She's here in studio with us, and she is the Spiritual Development Director at Shoreline Community Church in Monterey, California, and the co-founder of Organic Outreach. And her heart is for prayer, spiritual formation, leadership, organic outreach. But really, her heart is for Jesus and partnering with him and the work that he's doing in the world today. Her book is called Praying with Eyes Wide Open, A Life-Changing Way to Talk with God. Okay, before the break, Sherry, you started to talk a little bit about a conversation where that you had on an airplane. You got upgraded, your seat got upgraded, and man, it was an opportunity to share your faith. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was just actually um, the last time I was flying to Michigan, and um, I got moved up to first class, which I never get. But just, you know, as I do, Lord, what are you doing here? Open to however he wants to do. So anyways, we sit down, and um, we start talking, and the gentleman next to me is a very nice man, and he asked me what I did. And so I told him I, I work for a church, and, and then... And um, he goes, oh, he goes, hey, he goes, I'm an absolute atheist. So I thought, okay, here we go, Lord. And (laughs) just praying, eyes wide open, Lord, you put me here. And um, I pray that I'll be sensitive to your leading. And so what we, um, you know, and we talk about this in in organic outreach, you listen to people, hear their story. So I just started to ask him a lot, how how did you come to be an absolute atheist? And Mm -hmm. he shared bouts with cancer and and that that whole um, journey. But at one point, um, uh, he just said, "I, I, I don't believing that there's a God at all. And um, so anyways, but so just started talking with him and I was actually able to share with him um, like I've done before, John 3, 16, 17, and 18, because he started asking questions. He says, I love to talk about stuff like this. I said, great, let's talk about it. I even told him that my husband and I co-founded an organization to help people um, learn about Jesus. And mm-hmm. he he wasn't at all offended by that or anything. So the conversation went, went great, you know, great. Yeah. So it sounds to me like he was an atheist or is an atheist atheist because why, if there's a God, why would he allow my suffering? Yeah. And yeah. And um, yeah, that's kind of where he was landing. And so, um, but anyways, what was interesting about that was we actually talked for the two two hour flight and um, he listened, I listened. And uh, there was a moment though, at the end of the flight, when we were about ready to land and I I made reference back to the fact of him calling himself an absolute atheist. Mm -hmm. And he backed on that and he said, well, maybe not an absolute atheist. Mm. And I thought, Lord, you are good. Yep. Because, um, you know, a, a step was taken. It's a part of the journey. He heard the gospel. Mm. And yeah. now he is accountable. Um, you know, maybe he hadn't heard, maybe he hadn't never heard it in that way. But I thank God for just forward movement opportunities. Yeah. This is that, what I talked about before about starting every day. Lord, I'm available to share your love. It's a great adventure. One thing that grabs me about this is that you're praying, you know, Lord, yes. just show me the way, show me the way. And I think of myself in that situation, I'm thinking, 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 how do I, how do I, what's the argument? What's the approach? What's I love that you're praying, praying, praying. You're not trying to formulate your answer mm-hmm. and God will bring it to your mind. 
absolutely. And I have found that to be so powerful. And you know what? I used to I used to be like that. And it was it stressed me out. Yeah. yeah. And I finally got to the point, you know what, Lord? This is I think where the available prayer came from, to be honest, yeah. Harry, is I just realized I'm working way too hard at this. And it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make life fun. And, and yeah. not that it has to be fun, but it should be a great adventure. I mean, we we serve an amazing God who mm-hmm. wants to use us. He says that we prove to be his disciples by the fruit we bear. So, and, and he's bearing fruit through us. Cherry, God speaks to our, our thoughts. We, we hear his voice. He brings thoughts into our mind. And there have been times when he's brought thought to my mind and I'm thinking, no, Lord, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you've never experienced that. <laughs> then you know he's talking, right? Okay. All right. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I had an experience on a plane. I was very excited about my aisle seat. I had a four-hour flight and I was going to be speaking three times as soon as I landed. So I was so excited about the four hours <laughs> that I could prepare. And um, there was a gentleman about four rows back in a middle seat. He was... Um, f- intoxicated, I will say. And he kind of yelled and he said, hey, I have a bum knee. Would anybody on an aisle seat trade uh, seats with me? Well, I'm sitting there four rows ahead. I have no obligation to respond. I'd have to turn, you know. And so I'm like, good. I don't even have to deal with this. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit started to speak in me. Now, the reason why I knew God was speaking because I started to fight back. I'm just like, Lord, I'm already, this is what I heard myself say, Lord, I'm already serving you. I'm going to be spending four hours preparing for talks to talk about about you. And then um, I'm like, oh, it's me. So I raised my hand and I um, sort of reluctantly, but no, I'm supposed to be doing this. I move. The guy hardly thanks me. I go back and the guy that was sitting in the aisle, he um, he sees what's happening and stuff. And he goes, why in the world did you do that? And I to be honest, I was like frustrated with the situation, but I wanted to be faithful to God. And so I said to him, do you really want to know why? And he goes, yeah. I said, because I'm a Christian. And, I, and he goes, oh boy. And then he he said, oh, you're one of those boop, boop, boop. And he used about four adjectives that were not positive. And I said, <laughs> and I, I wish I could remember them, but I can't because he kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh boy. And then I said, no, actually I'm, I'm not those things. I'm just trying to follow Jesus. Yeah. So that opened up the door. We spent the four hours. He, The first question he asked me was, hey, I, if I'm not a Christian, you think I'm going to hell. And I said, I said, Let, can I share with you um, what God thinks about that? And I, I, I said, can I, can I have a little Bible study with you? He said, sure. I had my Bible with me. Sure. And so we talked about John 3, 16, 17, and 18. And um, anyways, we talked the whole four hours. When we were done, we were getting off the plane and, and I, I, I turned around and I said, um, hey, I really enjoyed our time. And I said, I'm really going to be praying that you meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, he turned around and kind of a, a sweet smile. He said, well, maybe I just did. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what? And it powerful. wasn't about, it wasn't about the belligerent guy. Yeah. It wasn't about serving him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was about being obedient. So here's the thing. One of the beautiful things about being in ongoing conversation with God, praying all the time, eyes wide open, is that God speaks. Absolutely. And that when we listen, because you could have just stayed put. Absolutely. And I would have missed out of an amazing opportunity to share his love with someone who did not know of his love. And a great point is that 
You don't have to have the feelings. Right. You know what? You can be wrestling. I, I love can, that. You can be angry about it and frustrated <laughs> and, and even selfish, but you make a choice. Exactly. It, and what happens is when you make that choice, the next time it's a little easier because mm-hmm. you wonder, maybe there's someone else that needs to hear about Jesus and it becomes easier. So the the battle is an honest battle, but we can grow in it. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything in your mind right now that is saying, you know what, ah, oh, this is great. This is, you know, this is how pastors talk and spiritual leaders and authors and, you know, they do these cool spiritual things. This is the life that you are called to absolutely by God. When you give your heart to Jesus, he says, all right, let's go. I'm going to take you by the hand and we're going to walk together and we're going to talk together. And I'm going to, I'm going to make you a part of advancing the kingdom of God as you represent me every single day in the world. Part of, you know, being able to hear from God and talking with God in prayer and constant communion with him is his timing. Absolutely. Tell us a story about God's timing Mm. and how listening for his timing was was critical. Yeah, I had a time uh, when I got a call from my mom who lives in Holland. I was in, living in Byron Center at the time and said that our Aunt Zelma was being put in a hospice center near me and um, that I would be the one that would be closest, like five minutes away from her. So as soon as I heard that, I'm like, Lord, I want to minister to Aunt Zelma. She loved the Lord and she lost her husband and already two of her three sons. And so she, she just had one son. So I told the Lord, I prayed and I said, Lord, use me. Yeah. So I just started to go visit her because she's only five minutes away. And first time I went, there was... Um, people were working on her, and so I thought, oh, I'll come back another time. Next time I went, she wasn't even in the room, so I left. Third time I went, and as I was approaching the room, thinking, I sure hope I get some time with her. Yeah. And um, and uh, she was actually talking to her pastor about her funeral. <laughs> and oh so I'm my. like, this is not a right time. So as I walk out the door, I can I can I can visibly see the the hallway of this center, and I just said, Lord, I'm just I'm just not. I'm not hitting this right, Lord. Just know my heart. And it was almost like in frustration, but just talking with God, walking Mm -hmm. and talking. And I said, please, God, you know my heart. I want to serve her. And uh, and I just kind of let it at that. So the next couple of days, 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm standing in line at the dry cleaners. And I hear, you know, I feel a prompting go visit Aunt Zelma. And then, so we were talking about before, I, I'm like, well, but it's not a good time right now. I got to go home and I got to make dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh no, that's the Lord answering my prayer. Yeah. So I called my husband. And I said, hey, I really believe God wants me to go there. And I said, do you mind if dinner is late? And he goes, not at all. Just go. Because you figure, you know what? You don't know why. I didn't know why, but I sure. thought I'll just be faithful. Mm-hmm. So I drive just a couple minutes. I walk in. I I introduce myself, who I am, and the lady says to me, oh my goodness, she says, we've been trying to get a hold of Zelma's son for the last two hours. She is in her last hours, and we can't get a hold of him. Wow. And I said, oh, I said, I'm I, I'm a niece. I said, I, I will be here. So I moved next to her. For three hours, we sat, mm. and um, I was with her till she broke you know, breathe her last breath. But honestly, praying along the way, like, Lord, how can I minister? You know, eyes wide open. And I felt at one point the Lord said, read some Psalms. And and so I read a bunch and then I was like, God, what else? And then I heard in my heart, Psalm 27. So I I read Psalm 27, just the first verse. And as I was reading, the Lord is my light and my Mm -hmm. salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strong of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And she passed away. 
Wow. She just passed away in peace. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this was a godly woman and you could sense Jesus. Well, went to the funeral a couple of days later and the, pa- and, and the pastor stands up and he begins and he says, you know, Aunt Zelma Remersma was her name, had, had loved the scriptures. And she had so many favorites, but I want to pick one that I think was w- one of her, you know, her, her best verses. And he began to read, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I could have just wept. Sure. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was her favorite verse. God, this is just this eyes wide open, praying back and forth. And the the amazing thing is that the last thing she heard here was her favorite verse. Yes. Only God. And the next thing thing she saw was Jesus. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But that was all, honestly, just listening making myself available. Prayer opens, you know, so many opportunities if if we're just willing to hear God and move. You have been practicing this journey of ongoing conversation with the Lord. Yes, absolutely. I start every day. Uh, I've been doing this for about 20 years. And um, when I wake up, the very first thing I do, if I'm physically able, if I haven't had surgery or whatever, but I get on my knees Mm -hmm. just to remind myself that I don't, I'm not the leader of this day, Mm. but Jesus is. And then one of the other things I do every single morning, and sometimes, and I do this really maybe once a week, I raise my hand and I say to the Lord, I'm available today, however you want to use me. And uh, that's just a normal practice. And I just want to make sure that I start my day with a heart to serve and to, Mm. to be God's hands and feet and Jesus' hands and feet. But anyway, so one particular day, um, it was funny because we, we speak internationally and, and we, do speak a lot in New Zealand, but this trip, we weren't speaking. This was just vacation because we wanted to, and I still remembered waking up that morning thinking, you know what? I'm still here for ministry mm-hmm. and Lord, I did my thing. I'm available. And so anyways, I go to this place where I go to walk and um, it's actually um, on the coastline. And anyways, I'm coming back. And as I'm coming back, I, I look to my right and down this hill I see two elderly women who have fallen they're just like laying oh and I, 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 I go I go run to them and um, what had happened was um, they had come to see the ship go by and somehow they knew the timing of it and they wanted to watch anyways I helped both of them up but um, I said hey let's um, I could tell one was a little bit hurt but not seriously so I said I'll I'll stand with you and we'll watch the ship go by. Mm-hmm. And so there we sat. And for about 15 minutes, one on one side, one on the other, I found out that one was 84 and one was 87. Oh my and um, so we had this little friendship, but I could tell from our conversation that there was no faith. Just there was a sense of that. So I'm praying with my eyes wide open, like, Lord, this feels like you at work. Yeah. And so please let me use this as an opportunity to share your love. But I didn't know other than being kind, which I think, you know, is so important. But anyway, so we head back and I am helping the 87-year-old into the car. And as I bend down to, to help her in, the Holy Spirit prompts me, pray with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm going to give this shot. I said, hey, I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm ac- actually a Christian and I love Jesus. And I was just wondering if you would be comfortable with me praying for you. I want to make sure you heal. And um, she, she kind of hesitated, which I knew <laughs> um, affirmed 
to me where she was at. Sure. But then because of the friendship and the kindness, she goes, yeah, that would be okay. So I prayed and I, I prayed um, it, that she would experience the love of God. And I even talked about Jesus dying for her. I mean, wow. and she took it. And, um, and so I thought, Lord, you're so good. The other woman... She comes around by me and she gives me a hug and then she whispers and uh, she says two things. She says, first, I'm a Christian. And so I know that God's at work just bringing yeah. another person into this 87 year old life. But then she says this. Um, she says, yeah, they tell us at the home, if one falls, you're supposed to get help lest two fall. And that was exactly <laughs> what had happened. Yeah. <laughs> and you were there by yes. the grace of God because you started the day with I'm available and part of of being available is kind of living eyes wide open, right? Right. And living eyes wide yeah. open to what God is and, doing and where and, there's opportunity. And praying during conversations, praying in interactions. Mm-hmm. So the two that you helped up, one was a believer. Yes. And so I'm sure that she she was looking for a way, <clears throat> had been looking for a way for a long time to try to reach her friend and God sends you along as an answer to prayer. I really believed that. And I, I think God let me know. And those experiences, what they do is they encourage you to do it more and more. And yeah. life's an adventure. I'm, I, I love it. Um, just real fast. I'm always available. And a lot of times I get moved to a worse seat, but I just recently in my last flight to Michigan got moved to a better seat. Yay. And the person sitting next to me asked me what I did for a living. And I told him, and he, this is what he said to me. He goes, oh, he goes, I'm an absolute atheist. But here's the thing. God moved me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked at the two and a half hour flight. Wow. And I was able to share about Jesus with him. Praying with eyes wide open, Sherry, this is a new concept. Mm-hmm. Typically when we pray, we, you know, We've been taught, even when we were little, to close right. our eyes and fold our hands and really focus. So this is this is brand new. What, what brought this about for you, this praying with eyes wide open concept? Well, the truth of the matter is, is it it actually isn't brand new. It's 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 in the Bible. You know, a lot of people know that um, there's no place in the Bible that says that you have to close your eyes. But what a lot of people don't realize is as you read the Old Testament and the New Testament, I couldn't find one place where it said that they closed their eyes, but I found many times when it was very clear that eyes were open when they prayed. So it's very biblical to pray with your eyes open. In the Old Testament, when when Abraham asks his servant to find a wife for Isaac, and you read Genesis 24, he, is, he has his eyes wide open. He's mm-hmm. praying to see her, and yeah. then he sees her. Um, Nehemiah, when, he, when he's having a conversation with the king, he, um, it says in, in Nehemiah 2 that he's talking to the king and he prays in the middle of the conversation, eyes wide open. And then Jesus, um, the high priestly prayer, um, uh, John 17, verse 1, it says that he looked up to heaven and then we have the longest recorded prayer of Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah, so it is. this is not a new concept no. to pray with eyes wide open. I recently had the opportunity to visit my oldest daughter. She lives in the Czech Republic. And as we were, I was reading your book on the train. I literally just oh, I I love that scanning through here the other day. And I have this note here that says, you know, a place where I have underlined power is released when we focus mm. more on who we're praying to than who 
than what we're praying about. And it was in Slovakia on a train to Brno. I love that. <laughs> I made Aww. that note. But when we were in Europe, I found myself praying eyes wide mm-hmm. open all the time. Just meaning I would be on a tram and I'd see somebody with a walker. And I didn't close my eyes and stop what I was doing and pray. I'm just riding the tram. That's beautiful. And I'm praying, Lord you know, help her to get the strength and the healing that she needs, that she would not need that walker anymore. Heal her in Jesus name, whatever. And then on to the next Mm. thing, I'm doing the touristy thing, right? Yeah. But praying with eyes wide open, tell me um, what this has looked like in your own life. Can you give us an example of how, if your eyes had been closed, it wouldn't have happened or God showed you something? Yeah, that's right. Actually, I was waiting in a line with a, a bunch of people, but the woman behind me, we ended up waiting for almost an hour. We started a conversation, and um, as we talked more and more, she began to share a situation that is very difficult in her life. And so I said to her, hey, so we have people in front of us, behind us, yeah. and uh, that doesn't feel very appropriate. And I had asked her um, if she was if she had any faith background, and really she hadn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I explained to her about my faith background and that I believed in God and that I would love to pray for her and that we didn't have to close our eyes, that we can talk to God just like he's here. I said, would you mind if if we just talk to God and I ask for for help for you? And she said, I would love that. So we both stood in the line and we prayed, talked, just talked to God. Yeah. And she had tears in her eyes and we um, we exchanged email addresses and she actually sent me an email saying that she uh, found that the situation Actually, the situation went worse than what she thought, mm-hmm. but she felt God's help. Wow. And she said, I, I don't think it was an accident that I was in line with you. Yeah. Here's a person who's not even a follower of Jesus. You know what? That way of praying with eyes wide open is really a beautiful picture of love and concern for the person that you're talking with and praying with. Absolutely. Because rather than, you know, eyes closed hand on their shoulder, whatever, drawing tons of attention to them in a, in a tender moment. Right. The onlookers, it probably just looked like you guys were having a really meaningful conversation. Exactly. You can do that at any time. Yeah. That's so good. So there are these Muslim guys. It's a Muslim family and they own a gas station. They own several gas stations in the area and I always stop at this one gas station. Just I've been building relationship with them for a number of years and just trying to find common ground and such. And so on Saturday, I had had breakfast with my friend Craig. And so I was coming back from Grand Rapids and I stopped. I stopped at their gas station and one of the brothers was there and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I was able to tell him that my daughter-in-law Bree had fully recovered from cancer. She went through cancer this year and she fully recovered and, you know, just making conversation. Yeah. And toward the end of the conversation, I just, the Lord put this on my heart before I went into that gas station just to pray a prayer. Beautiful. With my eyes open. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to connect and find common ground. So in my mind, Allah is the same God is the God of the Bible. Now, I don't believe Islam, Allah, is the God of the Bible, but, you know, Arabic Christians use Allah as the name for God. Right. So, and I know that they believe in a lot of the prophets that we believe in and such, and they revere Jesus. They call him Isa al-Masih, Jesus the Messiah. So I just looked at him in the face and I said, I'm just asking that Allah and the prophets and the prophet Isa al-Masih, 
that the blessing of Allah and the prophets and Isa al-Masih would be on you today. Mm. Yeah. And I got ready to leave and he reached across the counter and grabbed my hand and shook my hand like the Holy Spirit touched his heart. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was just a moment. Mm. It was one of those moments. And we can look right at people and it's just like talking with another person is talking with God. Absolutely. And God is there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Perry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.